wants to try my 18-layer dip. It's got beans, cheese, bird seed, guac, chocolate chip. One warning, if you're allergic to uh, peanuts or bee stings, I wouldn't eat it. What you talking about? Who the hell are you talking to? Charlie Blackman is the batting champion, more like the ugly champion. If God doesn't like the Broncos, then why is the sky blue and the sunsets orange? Colorado, three stories a week, three days a week, getting you started on your day, or as of today, a little bit more in your afternoon, about 15 to 20 minutes, everything you need to know from the Colorado Sports Brief. I'm your host, Matt Kennedy, and today we are going to get back on the train with our College Monday here on ACE, doing this whole round robin thing, and I'm glad the Wheel of Destiny is falling on a Colorado Buffaloes win from this weekend. But before we talk some buffs, make sure to subscribe and follow and rate or leave a comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasting stuff and share the All Colorado Everything Sports Podcast on whatever platform you may choose. So this 34 to nothing win over Arizona. So you get the first win since week one and they break a four-game losing streak. We will talk to Mark Johnson, voice of the CU Buffs, in just a little bit. But before we do, let's revisit the win and give you some key points to focus on for the remainder of the season because many are calling this a potential turning point for CU if the wins can keep on coming. So, first point, CU scored touchdowns in all three phases of the game. Yes, complimentary football. We love it. We love it. Offense, defense, and special teams. Something that hadn't been done by a Colorado team since the late years of the Gary Barnett era. My goodness, probably the biggest play of the game was that punt block and touchdown return by freshman Trevor Woods. That was the most pivotal moment of the game, and we'll hear Mark Johnson here in a second say it could be a turning point on the entire season is, of course, the wins that keep on coming. The overall consistency that CU showed was night and day compared to the most recent losses. This comes after a bye week where they had two straight weeks of practice to work on other issues and not just on the field issues. Head coach Carl Durrell said the entire team took ownership for their problems instead of just pointing fingers. There's been a lot of behind-the-scenes growth for this team, and they've gone through a lot of it. It just hasn't necessarily turned into wins yet, but it turned into one this last week. Quarterback Brendan Lewis had his best game as a Colorado Buffalo. He was nearly perfect, going 12 for 19 at 248 yards, two touchdowns. That showed what can be given with proper time in the pocket and a chance to find open receivers. It's simple football. He can just do that. Lewis's best day as a buff included some picture-perfect tosses, both short and long-range throws. His 62-yard touchdown pass to Brendan Rice. Nice play. Could not have been thrown any better. And his 11-yard scoring strike to Dimitri Stanley made sure only Stanley had a chance to make the catch. To add a cherry on top, his overall grade by Pro Football Focus was a 90.6 after being below 60 most of the season. The Colorado defensive scheme was a masterpiece as well against the Wildcats. The rushing attack was going nowhere against Wells and Landman controlling the outside in. As for the pass defense, Colorado kept Arizona wide receiver Stanley Berryhill in check all game while the Wildcats star did not catch any more than 13 passes they were a for a grand total of 48 yards he never managed to produce any big plays so a lot of catches no yards after the catch so this week with the buffs having cowl on their docket who is coming off of a close 24 to 17 loss against the top ranked oregon ducks in the pac 12 the golden bears are one and five however they are really growing as a football team and they see this game against cu as a very winnable game on their schedule so as for now Let's jump into the conversation with the voice of the Buffs, Mark Johnson. I do apologize for the audio quality. Just a big disclaimer for the next eight minutes. I was recording this away from the normal microphone, and the echo in the room is just 
astronomical. It's out the wazoo. So please offer me grace. I tried to edit it a little bit, but let's go ahead and jump to this conversation with Mark Johnson talking about the CU Buffs, the win against Arizona, and of course the schedule coming up against Cal and Oregon here on ACE. Alrighty, well, once again, back on the show, Mark Johnson, voice of the CU Buffs. Mark, first and foremost, how is your morning going, and um, how are you, sir, after a big uh, Buffs win? Well, fantastic. I mean, that, that always makes for a good day, you know? I mean, when, when you've lost four games in a row, uh, I always like the joke that, you know, the fan base uh, hates the coach, they hate the players, they hate the broadcaster, they hate the guy who delivers hot dogs at the stadium. I mean, everything's negative when you're losing, right? And still, after a four-day losing streak to get a win like Colorado got this last weekend, 34 nothing, and then to shut a team out, albeit a team that has now lost 18 in Arizona, but still, it's an FBS team, it's a Power 5 conference team, and when you go and get a win like that, I always like to say the, the air is a little sweeter, the, the meal tastes a little bit better, and, you know, I'm better looking, and the girls are better looking, and everything. So everything's good after a nice win like that. Yeah, Mark, it was a 34 nothing shutout. And yes, we can point out the fact that it was against the women's Arizona team, but a win is a win, a dominating win, especially in the Pac-12. It's, it's any day like that is a good day of the week. So, but for you, do you think the bye week acted as a form of reset for this team, getting a dominating win in their first game back? Is this creating a new spark for the rest of the season? Well, I, I think what happens when things are going, you know, not according to plan and you lose four games in a row, I, I think it's always good to step back and catch your breath and get a clear view and, you know, reevaluate things a little bit, that that's never a bad thing. I mean, anybody who's ever done anything, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm a, I like the team rope on weekends, right? And I'm, I'm relatively new to it. And, and, you know, I can get in the middle of that and get very frustrated. And it's good for me then to kind of lay it down, get off the horse and walk away for a few days and then come back and give it a try, right? Because you got a new perspective. And, and so I think that's the same thing that happened with the college football team by Colorado. They, they had a chance to step back. They worked on, obviously, went back to the drawing board, work on the basics, work on the system and understanding exactly what they're supposed to do and clean up the mistakes and all the things you do under the circumstance. So, yeah, I, I think it, it was good for them to do that. Uh, we saw progress. I think what we saw from Brendan Lewis showed some promise with him. He's always had talent, man, as we've talked about. But, you know, for him to make that transition and begin to throwing passes on time and in rhythm and throwing receivers open and seeing downfield and all those kind of things, I, I think it was a good step for him. It might have it benefited him as much as anybody on that team. And so I think that was a good thing. Now, did they play Alabama? No, they played Arizona, which had lost 17 going in. You know what? Sometimes it's uh, better to be lucky than good. So the schedule worked out okay. They weren't playing a top-level team, but it's not a team void of talent. Arizona's got some talent now, but, you know, they're, they're, they're in their own issues right now. They're trying to figure themselves out. So it was a good matchup. It was good coming off the bye, and I think all of that came together for a very positive afternoon for Colorado. Mark Cardwell said in the postgame, he said we can't blame Brandon Lewis for the offensive blows. He said that it's on the offensive line, doing what they're supposed to do, the tight ends and the receivers. they got to make plays when they get the chance to make plays. It took ownership uh, over the bye week. They weren't pointing fingers. It was more like a I got to do better mentality, and collectively, the whole team taking responsibility for their own action shows character. We can talk about the on-field play, but I would say integrity – and character when that exists on a football team i'll take that any day of the week yeah there's no question about that and the other thing i look for and it's kind of what you're talking about is ownership all right when a team owns itself tab Boyle and i were just talking about this last week because he had a team last year with veteran players they took ownership it was their team when you have a young team a lot of times coaches have to kind of uh, 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 be 
leader owner of the squad and really helped them through the process. And I think a bit of that is what Carl's dealing with right now on the football side, right? You've got an eight lamp. They're certainly a veteran quality player, top notch, maybe as good as anybody in college football at the linebacker position. He's the kind of guy that's going to take ownership. But when you've got upwards of 80, 85 players on the team who are, you know, freshmen or sophomores, it's hard for that team to take full ownership of itself. And so I think what Carl was talking about is he had a willing audience. So when he is talking to them about the issues, you got a willing audience. They're taking uh, responsibility for the mistakes that they make. And along that then, as they grow and mature, then they begin to take ownership of it. Maybe what we saw this past weekend is taking full responsibility and ownership of it. So when that kind of stuff starts to happen, that's when you build and become much better. A team that takes yes. ownership of itself is always going to be a superior team than one that's young and everyone's kind of pointing fingers or they're not sure. And even if they're not pointing fingers, they're just not sure. Well, I don't think it's my mistake. I, I don't think maybe I'm the one that's causing the problems. When you're in that mindset, a team can never really gel and really develop where when they do finally all kind of come to the same page and say, hey, we're all responsible for this. We're all making mistakes. We've all got to be part of the solution. That's when something good starts happening. I think when you take a step back and look at perspective as well, a lot of people were wanting to see results for CU this season. They wanted to see a team that was competing for a Pac-12 title, if not at least a division title. But the way that we see it now, this team has a lot of talent. And Durrell says it like they're a good football team. That's what he wants people to say about this team is that, hey, we're a good and talented team. But maybe the winning we thought that was going to happen isn't going to manifest until next year. However, it can be said that this team needs to be at least competitive in every game that they are in. And definitely we saw that on the, uh, against the Wildcats this last weekend. Well, I think, you know, it's it's one thing when you hear, and it, it always falls on deaf ears and sometimes hostile ears when you hear a coach talking about, you know, we haven't had a win, but we're getting better. And and Carl and I talked about that on, on our Boss Primetime show last week. I said, is it hard when you believe you're seeing improvement internally, but you don't have the Ws to show for it? And I do think that becomes a very tough uh, message for your players to accept after a while, depending on, on going back to what we talked about, about maturity. Because when you continue to say you harp on the same things, you talk about the same uh, issues that you have to work on, you talk about the same details you have to take care of, and ultimately you don't see a W and some fruit of your labors, if you will, uh, at some point in time, that, that's hard. That's number one, it's hard for the fan base to accept. Number two, it becomes hard for the players to accept. And that's why you need some success at some point. And, and I think that's very tough as a coach. And that's what Colonel and I were talking about. I said, is it, is it hard when you believe you're seeing it? That's your reality. But the reality that everyone outside seems to think is not seeing the same thing you are. That becomes a tough sell. And, and Matt, I'll tell you, you know, we saw this a few years ago with the former buff, Vance Joseph of the Broncos, when he talked about yeah, seeing improvement, but the wins weren't there eventually everybody tunes that out. And so you eventually have to have, like I said, the fruits of your labor. You got to have a W to put forth and say, okay, look, here was our success. You can now see it. It's tangible. That becomes then something you can build on. So let's break it down right now. Heavy side of the schedule coming up for the Buffs. Cal this week, Oregon next week. Mark, give me some real and quality expectations fans should expect on the call to Buffaloes moving forward for the rest of the year. Well, that, that's a little bit of a hard toll task. I mean, to say, you know, what to expect. I, I think, they can build on this. And another part of the game that we haven't talked about yet that I think was awful important for Colorado, there's no better complimentary game in the world than football, right? Yeah. I mean, in basketball, yeah, yeah. same guys are playing offense and defense. You know, in hockey, they're both going – they're all going up and down the ice. In soccer and whatever sport, same guys are in the field. They're going to be at the plate in baseball and all that. So when you've got a complimentary game like Colorado had where you had a touchdown by special teams – and by the way, let's uh, make a note, by the way, 
about that scoop and score off the block punt by Trevor Woods, mm -hmm. that seemed to be a turning point in that game, right? Next thing you know, you get an interception by Carson Wells. Then you come out and get a 62-yard touchdown from Brendan Lewis to Brendan Rice. Let's see if, if, if when this season unfolds, when we get to the end of it, we might be able to point back and say that play was huge within the confines of this season in terms of what it meant for this team. So I think you expect an opportunity to build. You, you've got a quality but one in five Cal team coming up this week. And we saw what they did last Friday. They played with Oregon now. Okay, they, they played did. with them they and had a very competitive football game. So that's not a team that's void of talent. That's a solid team they've got in Berkeley. But you got to go on the road. So we'll see what Colorado can do with that. Then you jump into the deep end of the pool. Uh, the team that is arguably the best team in the Pac-12 right now is, is Oregon. And so now you really got to find out what you're all about. You know, and then you move on down the slide. But you've got an opportunity to really build on that. I love the complimentary aspect of it. I love the feel I got afterward. I love the fact that guys were starting to believe, okay, what they've been preaching, we've been trying to do, and now we've got tangible evidence of that. So you know, I don't know what the expectations are. I just want to see continued improvement. If they continually improve, you're going to start seeing more victories. Well, Mark, thanks so much. I mean, that's – I love everything you have to say about that. I'm really looking forward to, to seeing them on the road this weekend. It is back-to-back -back road games. Got to take that perspective. They go to they go to Berkeley, and then they go uh, and then they go to Eugene. Then next week, Mark, have a fun call this weekend, and um, hopefully we'll talk to you soon. I look forward to it, Matt. Big shout-out and thank you to Mark Johnson for joining us today on ACE. As for the rest of this week, we're going to be talking with Harrison Wynn from DNVR Nuggets as the Nuggets will play their first game of the regular season here on Wednesday, the perfect time to talk some NBA and Denver Nuggets basketball. And then on Friday, of course, your usual Friday rundown. As for today, that is all she wrote. Of course, don't forget to follow, subscribe, share, leave a comment, and rate on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Google Podcasts at the All Called Everything Sports Podcast. Go ahead and follow me on Twitter at MJKennedyTweet to get any updates, any podcast updates, or just interact on the day-to-day -day in Colorado sports. We'll see you guys on Wednesday. Happy, fantastic Monday. See you